So next up on my trip was China. And at that time, China was just starting to come out of its uh, slumber, wouldn't it be the right word? I, you know, um, I always like to kind of put things in perspective in history. Um, and I remember uh, in the 70s, uh, you know, I mean, to, to us, China was like, well, we really didn't think about it at all, to be honest. But I first time I remember hearing about thinking about China was in the 1984 Summer Olympics in uh, L.A. and in the uh, gymnastics and the men, I think in particular, and they had a pretty good team, and so they did one of those up close and personals, you know. And um, I used to love that phrase, but um, uh, you know, they they went to China and everybody's riding around on bikes and they're all wearing the little Mao hats and and the green you know Mao jackets or whatever they're called, the Mao suits. And um, years later, uh, we had uh, family, friends, folks that we grew up with in Cupertino. And uh, um, Hank O'Hara was president, not president, uh, VP of sales at Intel in the 70s. And later he told us about opening, you know, he was the first, one of the first business people to go to China. And I think he actually met with, um, with Mao's number two. Um, but at any rate, you know, I'm just trying to put it in perspective. That's 70, late 70s. Um, and then I'm, and then, you know, 84, they, they're just opening themselves up really to the rest of the world kind of in full force. And through the nineties, um, was sort of their, I don't know, you call it really, I'm sure there's a term for it, but, um, that's kind of where they got their feet underneath them and they really embraced this free market system and they were really trying to, you know, break away from the, the centrally planned economy. Um, you still the communist party, of course. But um, by the time I got there, you know, the uh, 2004, they were just, I think, starting to kind of see the fruits of of this transition. So when I was there, it was a, it was kind of still a transition period. It was, you know, a lot of the stuff from the past was still there, but they were just, I think they'd, you know, they were in, they were already in this new place, but just at the beginning of it, and and, and probably nowhere near what you know what they've become over the last, um, you know, this is 15 years ago. And every year has been exponential almost in their growth. Well, not exponential, but uh, they grow about what, they've been growing 9% a year, something like that, or they even they were growing in the teens a couple years ago. Anyway, I digress. I remember getting on the plane. The only way out of Tibet was um, on the plane, and it was, uh, if I remember correctly, it was a somewhat modern um, China Air. And um, I remember it was a pretty small little airport. Um, actually, I think it was kind of new as come to think about it, but you know, maybe like San Jose, uh, airport size in Lhasa. And, uh, anyway, I remember flying over the, the, the mountains of Tibet and I got a really good view of them that way. And it just is just like one, you know, just, they have a ton of mountains. I would love to go back there and explore. Um, but then you kind of, um, you know, you pass over that high plateau of that Central Asia, and then when it starts to get a little bit green, I was in Xi'an, and Xi'an was um, sort of on the western edge of China in the old days, and so, you know, it had a lot of uh, interaction with other parts of the world, like Muslim, for example, and it was actually the seat of the of the emperor, and I forget which dynasty, but one of the more... Um, significant ones and it's known for the terracotta warriors which um you know this uh emperor when he died they made all these uh terracotta warriors life-size 
um, and buried them with him so that he could have an army with him in the afterlife. So I was very excited to go to China. I, you know, it was one of those places I really kind of never thought I would go. And I was uh, looking forward to seeing the wall and, and the terracotta warriors and just China. Okay, so April, uh, May 9th through May 10th. Made it to Xi'an, mainland China. Very cool. Finally starting to feel a little stronger. Not a bad flight today, but I really wish I wasn't afraid to fly. It takes a lot out of you when you think you are going to die. Yesterday, walked around the market in uh, Lhasa, watched the parade of Tibetans uh, marching uh, clockwise around the central temple. Very interesting. Many old women walking with these um, sticks that spin a wheel or canister on uh, the end, like a stick with a tin can on the end. And the can has the prayer, so they are getting a lot of prayers in. Also saw these guys that prostrate themselves every few feet around the whole circuit. I saw one guy at another part of the city also. They actually have a big callus on their foreheads from touching the ground so much. Also, a few little urchin kids do it. Very sad. Met a couple today on the plane and we went to a local place for dinner. They had a buffet-type deal, and it was very good. Peggy uh, from Holland and Per from Sweden. We had a funny adventure today. Uh, we tried to get um, money from an uh, ATM. Uh, it okayed the transaction, but didn't give the money. I really don't think my bank okayed it, but Peggy was pretty concerned. So we tried to figure it out with the workers, um, none of which spoke English. One of them called his friend who spoke some. We never figured it out, but I learned the Chinese here are very friendly. It is a trip walking around here. You really notice the sheer number of people. It makes it so uh, there is a buzz in the air. May 11th, a good day. I am enjoying China. Walked to the 306 bus at the railway station with Peggy and Pear and got some uh, pastry from a street vendor. Took this bus with all the locals to the army of terracotta warriors. It was very impressive. They are so lifelike. It seems like you could snap your fingers to wake them and they would jump to life. They are incredibly lifelike. Each face is different. Each each hat, each um, each hat, the clothes. Very cool. Another amazing thing was going to the souvenirs market. I have never seen um, aggressive bartering like this. They wouldn't let you go. Each stand sells the same terracotta replicas, so the competition is fierce. Definitely a buyer's market. I didn't buy, but had fun watching Peggy and Pear. The price went from 25 yuan to 3. I, I just bargained for a drink. <laughs> Dinner at the same spot. Lots of great people watching on the sidewalks. And then a rush to get Peggy and Pear to the train station. Their bags were in my room. I love uh, watching the people. 
It's like a parallel universe, modern, all the stuff we have, but everyone is Chinese. <laughs> kind of like Cupertino. <laughs> Feels like real China here, not touristy. May 12th through May 14th. Not much doing, still recovering. Almost feel 100%. Whatever I got really um, wiped uh, me out. Just been wandering around the city in the day and night soaking it all in. Got my train ticket to Beijing and I leave tonight. Walked around the Muslim quarter. Went to the History Museum, which was very good. Lots of... um, Bronze and porcelain. Prehistoric uh, man has been around for millions of years. Looks like the Bronze Age started here about 1000 BC. Really good quality at about 200 BC. Peak of Chinese civilization 1000 AD. Great porcelain then. Makes you see we have great things to come. All of our, yeah, if they would just kind of create their own stuff again. All of our technology to date sits on the expanse of human history, like the tip of a pin of a needle. Wow, Craig, so philosophical. Shows the rate of innovation is staggering at this stage. Millions of years, the bronze only 3,000 years ago, now silicon. What next? Oh, God, the age of dumb shits and Trump. Thought it was Interesting. The Chinese figured out chromium plating 2,000 years ago. Western civilization in about 1930 or 1950. They created um, the bronze swords in the Terracotta Warriors. Um, Saw some of the nightlife here. Not many people because midweek. Hostess club was funny. They sit with you and socialize, but I don't know Chinese. Learned a few words, which was fun. All right, so we'll stop there for uh, a second. Um, Yeah, I forgot about in uh, Lhasa, those uh, people that would prostrate themselves. So what that means is... um, it's a religious thing and um you know when you bow to somebody but you you like would get on your knees first and then you would put your hands in front of you f- palms on the floor and then you would slide your body forward with your hands sliding forward until your um full body is laying on the ground and your head is on the ground and so your forehead is touching the ground and so these the I saw a couple of these guys and they had pads like on their knees um, but they would, they would, you know, they would, they would prostrate themselves in the direction of something. I don't know what. And then they would do that. They would get up, they would walk a few steps and they would do it again. And, and I'm not kidding you. This guy had a, a callus on his forehead as big as, uh, um, I don't know, like a couple inches, uh, round circumference. Uh, or diameter. Uh, it was it was crazy that anyone would do this. I mean, you'd have to be just completely mental. And you know, what was really sad is little kids were doing it too. And that's obviously, I'm sure, for a money making um, scheme. Um, but um, yeah. But anyway, you know, initial thoughts on China. Really cool how they have this you know busy street in Xi'an. 
Uh, well, first of all, let me back up a little. Xi'an is a walled city. It still has the old wall from, from the empire days. I'm sure it's been rebuilt. But it's integrated in the city or, or you know, the city has grown past the wall. But I remember um, as, as we got in there, um, I think from the uh, airport um, on the bus to my hotel, um, going past uh, these, you know, sort of Soviet era apartment buildings, meaning they, they're all like, you know, six or seven stories, 10 stories. They all look exactly the same and there's hundreds of them. And, you know, they had like long strip of grass in between kind of like a park, but, you know, no trees or anything. And I remember that. And, you know, and you go through the the wall uh, into the main city and the main city had like a shopping area. It had like a big street with um, a lot of modern stores like Levi's, you know, and they had, you know, glass um, storefronts, windows, you know, modern. And um, it was a shopping district. So you'd there after, you know, I was there obviously in the day and just after work, but there were tons of people all the time. But after work, people would just be all over the streets, walking around, and there there would be cool little restaurants. And on this the street, they had guys barbecuing like on a stick, like squid, and all this cool stuff you could get on a stick. You know, grasshoppers or or crickets or I don't know cockroach. <laughs> I don't know what these fucking things were, but um, and you know, you like dim sum and you know, uh, but kind of fast food dim sum or not fast food, but you know, not sit down and. Um, and yeah, just lots of people out and about, and um, uh, that was pretty interesting. And then they also had a Muslim quarter. I went there. There was a Muslim temple because they were sort of on the western edge, like I said, so they were close to the trade routes, and and so they got some Muslim influence, which is probably pretty rare in China. Um, and uh, and then the terracotta warriors. I mean, what, just amazing. It's something you have to see. But the thing that struck me was um, their unique faces. They all. So when they made these warriors, they obviously modeled them after the people that were making them. You know that were they were looking at, and it was kind of cool. It's like you're stepping back in time, seeing the faces of these people that were there at that point in time, which you know was probably what a couple thousand years ago. Um, so that, that was really neat, and um, I met that couple. We had fun. We went out at night. I went to a, a, um, a hostess bar, and it was like a big. They had like a dance show, and 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 uh, yeah, and you know the hostess would sit next to you and everything. But I I didn't know any uh, Mandarin, but yeah, I, mean, I did learn some of the basics like. Um, Shishi, and I, the thing I always love about the whole shishi thing is, I would say shishi, and I, I can never quite. They always, they always, there's some sort of um, tone thing that I don't get. It's like shishi or shishi, and I would just say shishi, you know. And they'd always look at me like, "What are you saying?" And I, I it always cracked me up because I thought, "Well, I'm a white person. Um, I'm saying something that goes kind of like shishi. I'm not saying dong dong. I mean." You know, you just gave me something and I said, she, she. I mean, what else am I saying? <laughs> but they'd always be like mystified. Like, what are you saying? <laughs> I don't know why that was so hard to figure out. But um, yeah, I really liked exploring in uh, Xi'an in China. Um, or Xi'an, I don't know how you say it. Like, she, she. Um, and uh, then I took the train to... Um, Beijing. So that's where we'll pick it up next.